Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach, yes, all right. First time show of the year. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name. Already, it's Merced. Ha ha. It's the Six Ring King Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. We see the Six Ring Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane, that's never still put a damage to What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. I, I, I feel like today is like the perfect day for that last little bit there for us. So, um... Yeah. Well, welcome to the Six Rings Cage Show. Uh, Larry Bluestein and Vish. Uh, DJ is um, having some computer difficulties. If anybody difficulties. knows, if anybody knows what that's like, it is this guy right here. So, um, welcome back, everybody. And um, yeah. <laughs> Tough to, I, I don't even know well, how to well, start let's off start with with a show, message. Oh, you, my friend. Well, it's good to see you, brother. <laughs> it's good to be seen it's uh <laughs> i'll tell you what i was um kind of a crazy weekend but uh i was just probably i was like one of those little kids after a while that you lose interest and stuff and i'm saying wow there's a lot of people here <laughs> i mean this <laughs> uh, you, that was the best thing you could say about that game there were a lot of people there yeah, there yep. were. I, That's a good one. I like that one, though. And you know, I, I walked in. I was uh, parked next to the Borregales family. I think we parked over there in uh, downtown Jerusalem. I mean, it was. <laughs> but you know what? On the way there, I kept saying to myself, this is the only time <laughs> for the Pittsburgh game up. They'll be parking my car out in front. You know, I mean, it's. Uh, but, uh, you know, what oh, else man. are you going to say? Because it's the same thing that we say every week. We know the problem. And uh, yeah, now, we know. It's, now it's time to fix it somehow. We, yeah, exactly. We we, we kind of know, like, you know, obviously, you know, look, the pregame show, me and Vish, you know, we're trying to hype it up and trying to get, you know, try to understand what's the best way that we can win this game, right? Like, there's certain things we can do to win. You know what, man? Like, 
But I'll say this: we you're playing with your third lot, string quarterback. There's but, but, absolutely but we we hit a lot of those points in the pregame yeah. uh, in terms of cannot fall behind. We don't have a catch up offense. Cannot turn the ball over. You even we even discussed like Jalen Knight and potentially playing and making big plays. And I and I even said, and you said he had explosive. But I was like, he hasn't shown it this year. You were right on that. But I was also right on the fact. I was like, I think we'll put him in if we're getting killed. <laughs> right. That's exactly <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Well, we, so, saw, we, like, saw Thad. we saw we saw that. I'll say we know this too. team at least. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he showed the explosion again. He ran well. By the way, Thad ran well. Like this oh, is the yeah, first time yeah. I saw him, he put his head down and he ran some people over, and I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. Well, I'll tell you what, nothing is more on brand than us taking the ball from our three, driving it all the way down to their one, and then snapping it past the quarterback for a 20 yard <laughs> loss on a fumble. Like, I mean, yeah. oh, I understand, yeah. and we're probably going to talk quite a bit about Gaddis today, but like, how is I'm sorry like the dude can't snap the ball now like I just look to be honest with you, I, so today's show obviously is going to be a lot of that right there's going to be a lot of uh, uh I don't want to say excuses but there's going to be a lot of negativity surrounding it but look I don't want to sit here and I mean we can't, can't sit here and just bash the players all day bash the coaching all day like you know at some point you, we know, we know who we are, Blue. We know who we are, Vish. Like we, we, we know what's going Definitely. on. We know the uh, the deficiencies. We know that we're playing with, you know, third string guys on on the offensive line. Our third string quarterback, which we will talk about him, okay, quite a bit today. I will tell you that, and that's a positive for me. Well, who um, do you? Who, uh, I think question is who is the third string quarterback? No, no, that's no, part no. of the discussion yeah. we're gonna have. Well, but yeah, no, actually, I'm gonna true. stay away. I'm gonna stay away from that. That whole. You know, we obviously knew coming in who the third string quarterback was. So, and and that's the one that played at you know a lot significantly in the second half. Um, but you know, and then of course, you know, the issues on defense and you know, and just things that we're hearing. It's there's a lot. There's a lot to kind of digest in this game, regardless of as as much as it seems like it's there isn't much to digest. There is a lot, right? It's Forty five to three. Obviously, it's a butt whooping. We took we took it on the chin and we took it everywhere else, um, and um, you know we we didn't get up we didn't get back up. So, <clears throat> with that being said, you know, I, I guess the first thing I really want to talk about is what everybody really wants to talk about is the offense, right? The offense and and the lack of of playmaking. Now we're going on what seven or eight quarters without a well, touchdown now, and it's nine um, quarters. Nine, is it yeah, nine already? It's even, nine. it's even, if you think about it, we've played nine games. We haven't scored a touchdown three of them. Yeah, it's concerning. That's, At this point, that's it's concerning. Awful. Yeah, no, it's awful. You know, um, I'm st- look, at the end of the day, I'm still going to reserve my judgment for for the coach, right, for Gaddis, because I know everybody wants him gone. And look, he could very well be. And I'm not saying he's not going to be. I'm not saying that he's not doing a great job, because we all see what's going on on the field, okay? Um but we all, in regard, I know it's not an excuse, and we're not here to we're we're not here for excuses. But these are just facts that we're spitting out here, right? Like, we, I mean, we're playing down a lot of people, right? And I heard this on on, on somebody else's show. I'm not sure if it was Flow Show or if it was somewhere else where you know Gaddis is down 18 players that he was going to rely on on that offense, and uh, mm-hmm. those guys aren't there for him, right? Those guys aren't there, so. You know, we heard it in the press conferences about how players are not, you know, you know today's pressers with Gaddis, how they're not executing, and there's players that are still not buying in, and this, that, and the other. And we can talk about that till we're blue in the face. But if 
you just look at this, how you know, and regardless of who's playing on the field, okay, I think that's the most important thing to kind of preface this by saying it, it regardless of who's playing on the field, whether it's second stringers, third stringers, whether it's a walk on. Is it still concerning that you haven't scored a touchdown in nine in nine quarters? And I want to go around the horn on this one. I mean, we can start. We'll start with you, Vish, and we'll kind of go to Blue on that. I mean, is it concerning? Yeah, of course it is. Like, I mean, this is not acceptable. I, I think my issue with the well, it's guy fire Gaddis. On one on on one hand, it is definitely true that if you're the offensive coordinator, the entire production of the offense is your responsibility. And obviously, he's not. I mean. If it, this is his responsibility, I mean, we're not scoring touchdowns in three of the nine games. That's That's got to roll uphill either way. But I feel like a lot of our dialogue on him is pretty lazy. Um, oh, they stink. Fire everyone. And it's just we've been in that default mode. And, and I, I tweeted about this after the game just generally. We are so used to having unqualified coaches that our default is fire them. Um we're not used to having qualified coaches underperforming and no one in their right mind, which, you know, might exclude a lot of our fan base, unfortunately would argue that Gaddis is not qualified to be offensive coordinator at Miami. No one in their right mind would argue that he was offensive coordinator for team in the playoffs last year. So we're kind of dealing with this weird situation where our default has always been fire the coach, fire this guy, fire that guy. And, you know, I'm looking at things here. I have producer power. So, I can show things like this. This is the first possession of the game. You got Restrepo running clear here. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke ends up overthrowing it when he had him for a touchdown. You also have Mallory breaking wide open here. What exactly is the offensive coordinator supposed to call? You, you got your two best players open. That's a touchdown if he hits the throw. He missed it. So, I mean, it's not – I guess my point is you can look at that number of no touchdowns and – it's not always that. We obviously have plays where people aren't getting open. We have we have bad play calls. Like you have to have those too if you're gonna never score, right? I mean, it's, it's everything, but it's a lot of it can be misleading. And I guess if we're saying the quarterback can't find the open receivers, that our backups are not fully ready to play, is that the quarterback's coach? How many coaches are we planning on firing, by the way? I just if Mario decides he's gotta make a move there, <laughs> that's fine, right? Because he knows the inner workings and he knows who's responsible for what. I have a tough time when the offensive line can't block, the receivers have struggled, the quarterbacks can't seem to go through progressions, saying that's all the offensive coordinator. To me, Mario better should know his staff and know what's going on there. But, you know, a lot of this sloppiness, the penalties, killing drives, quarterbacks missing throws, I have a lot of questions, which we'll probably get into in a minute on how we handle the quarterbacks in this game. Because subbing in Garcia on third and long just to throw one pass and it gets intercepted. Like, talk about putting a kid in a position to fail. Like, he's sitting on the bench cold. You run him out there on third long and say, go throw a pass. Like, I, I, I'm a lot concerned about a lot of stuff that happened in this game. And it's not just Gattis. So, is he just becoming a scapegoat? I mean, here's, a, here's another thing, and, and I'll toss to Blue right, right now. But by the time the offense took the field for the second time, the game was over. The air had gone out of the stadium. We were clearly getting killed. It was 14-3. to They had one drive and they'd scored on it. This whole team is broken. And it's fine if you want to just want to just um, blame only Gaddis. But uh, the other question I would ask is, what offense are we running? We're going to run something similar because this is what Mario wants to run. So if you're going to argue that 
There's another coach that'll come in here that'll call plays better, that'll call maybe more logically sequenced plays. Whatever you think is broken, sure, I'll listen. If you think he's going to go hire some no-huddle dude who's going to play at a breakneck speed, we're not doing that. I, I want people to understand something too. Like that, that offense is great. And I know a lot of people turned around and are like, did you guys see what Rhett Lashley did this weekend scoring 70 points? You know, and they're, they're talking this whole game. Let me, let me explain something in blue. I, I know. I'm sorry. I want, I want, I want to get your opinion on this as well on Gaddis, the offense, everything as a whole, but the, the same offense that Rhett Lashley and some of these guys run Tennessee runs. Tennessee runs the same offense. What did Tennessee do against a team that's prepared to play defense like Georgia this weekend? Absolutely nothing, right? They scored six points this weekend on that team that averages 50 points a game or whatever it is, and that high-powered spread him out and, and just throw the ball over the field and run the ball. <clears throat> so you got to understand that it's not it's not only the offensive coordinator, okay? You got to have the right pieces in place to be able to run this type of offense. And it's, so it's, it is Gaddis, but it's also, you know, it's, it's a little bit of both. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and not blame Gaddis for anything at all either. But at the same time, I'm not ready to just say, to just kind of give it all up. I understand a lot of people aren't, aren't impressed with his offense and it may not be a good fit here, but it may just be, not be a good fit for the pieces that we have here. Blue, what are your thoughts? What was the question again? No. <laughs> 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 um, well, first of all, you, you kind of hit it right on the head because you just don't play a guy for four games and all of a sudden insert him in Thad Franklin. I, I think it was, and we kind of agreed up in the press box, it was audition night. Yeah. It's what you do when your guys are at the end of their contracts and uh, you get them out there so a lot of the teams can see them. I, I firmly think that. 40% of this roster is gone. Um, and that's just the way it has to be. Uh, these, you know, he just, he didn't recruit a lot of these guys. A lot of them aren't his uh, guys. And um, my, that's my first thought. I just think that you, you probably won't see Knight and you probably won't see him uh, Thad next year. Uh, there's a lot of guys on that team that you're not going to see a lot of. Uh, and, uh, and that's his prerogative. And, and I think it'd be, in some of the cases, it's a mutual deal. Um, the other thing is Ja'Curry Brown should be your quarterback. The rest of the way, no, this guy, no, just let him quarterback. TVD should not see the field again. And, forget and, and it's not because he's bad. I'm just, he's no, hurt. No, he's, he's, hurt. he's done. But you know what, that, but that's going to bring up everybody saying, well, wait a minute. He, you know, last year at this time and when he was killing people, he, everyone, oh, he's going to be the fifth quarterback behind this guy and that guy. No, he's not. Oh, I've seen quarterbacks this year that would crush him. And uh, and now you get in a situation where is he coming back? Because if he comes back uh, with Jaden Rashada coming in, you've got to let you've got to let Jacory Jacory Brown spread his wings. He should start the remainder of the way. No, listen, prepare him uh, for Georgia Tech, get him ready for Clemson, get him ready for the season ender against Pittsburgh. Cause you know, I would love to be a homer, but they're not making the play. They're not making a bowl game. They're not going to, they're not going to win. Who are they going to beat? Georgia tech beat Duke. How's my, and Miami hasn't scored a damn touchdown in nine quarters. How can you be optimistic? Yeah. So develop, so develop, 
Put these guys so at least he'll say, you know what, I have three. We had three games. Uh, all of them are going to mean something because all those teams are looking to get their bowl, you know, eligibility and plus, you know, and in, in uh, Clemson's case, they're trying to get their act back together because they got their ass killed. I mean, in every phase of the game by Notre Dame, every phase of the game. Um, my thought is I'm tired of everybody pointing fingers at the coaches. They, as I think this, you just put up that, um, that graphic or that, that, um, picture they're put their their, uh, job is to put these guys in a position to make plays. So if somebody hikes it over to center or holds or, you're going to blame that on the offensive coordinator. You're going to blame that on the defensive line coach. I mean, I think you've got, and, and you know what, if these guys, everybody thinks you have such a bad coaching staff, uh, then why would they been successful everywhere else? And it's always, if they were doing well, Oh no, they're only doing well because of the players they have. So they're in a lose, lose situation. Am I wrong? I mean, because you've seen every situation like with Alabama and somebody, oh, well, that guy wouldn't be good if he had Miami guys. And I said this today, Alex Dono and I talked. I don't care who it is. There's not a damn coach, Saban, um, anybody. They couldn't take Miami and do any better. What are they going to do? (laughs) Going to make them make plays that they're not making? I I, I would say they wouldn't do, you know, how much work better? Miracles. I think, How much I, better? Could they well, be? I mean, I think it's I think it's hard to lose to Middle Tennessee. To be honest, that team is terrible. Yeah. Like we didn't the yeah, coach didn't prepare that week. So I think, but I, but I think when you so I'm on I, I agree with basically everything Blue was saying. I'm just saying from a fan perspective, when you lose that, you lose your buffer and you lose your goodwill. And now anytime yeah. anything that's in the atmosphere, even though it happened a month and a half ago, that's that's why when you're saying we can't make a bowl game, it's because of that game. If we're sitting here at five and four, we should have won that game. Yeah. Yeah, you could potentially beat Pitt or Georgia Tech and get to a bowl game. We're not gonna beat both. No, but I'm <laughs> saying you're saying potentially when we haven't scored a damn touchdown in nine quarters, so potentially we won one of those won. games. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm being realistic. Yeah, no, I mean, no, know. we're not we're not a good team, but I do think there there is room for us to be better than we are. Yeah. Um, but not good. If people thought we were going to like, I don't, I don't think I, I certainly am guilty of this. So I'm not going to point the finger at anyone else. We are way worse than I thought we were <laughs> like well, on paper, like our talent. I think you and a hundred thousand people are in the same boat because you remember when we were given our predictions and everybody's in, and I think, I don't remember who it was, but when I mentioned, when they said, well, we could win 10 and then with a bowl game 11 and I go, Ooh, I said, that's going to be tough because you still got a lot of these guys back from last year, minus some really good playmakers, you know, on offense, you continuity on defense. And it's just, well, I think that what we're aiming for now is get those kids on campus, have a really good spring, get back next year, get over that 500 mark and set yourself up for 2024 where you're going to make a good push because I don't want to be unrealistic. You can't now, Oh, we got this. You're going to put your, you're going to put the onus on 18 freshmen. (laughs) Come on. They tried to do that with Duke Johnson and Tracy Howard. 
when those guys really shouldn't have started off the bat, they should have been role players who who made their way on, not starting running back and starting cornerback from day one. That's just not how you build winning teams. You just can't. You just can't. And there are very few guys on this team right now. Uh, you know, it's tough to say when your punter and your kicker are the ones that look like they and your and your third string quarterback look like they give a a crap more than anybody. Any but anybody. I mean, you know, I mean, we you look and then everybody's still off of, oh, Corey Flag stinks, but yet he's the only one making these tackles. Nobody played well. Nobody played well. But I'm tired of that. It's a broken record. No one played well against Virginia. A defense came up with good plays, and they showed they could score this last week. They had 28 points. Um, the ACC is tough to figure out. But I do know this. If you don't score, you're not winning. You're not. And I wanna, Miami hasn't found that combination yet, guys, that where, you know, and, and I think Vish made a good point. You get all the way down there, first and goal, and, and knowing that you're having problems, and then you kill yourself. And and before they hit the long pass, Miami could have been out. It could have been three and out. They could have punted, and it was 0-0 zero, zero and the whole but it, but you say that, but then Miami would have found some way to mess it up. Yeah, they're just, they're just, just, just don't have the personnel. Yeah, it's also just a fragile team. They, they like you said, this team is way too willing to quit. And, oh yeah, and and Without like you said, there were there were a few kids out there, right to the last end of the game, trying to make plays, including we're obviously going to have a quarterback discussion at some point here. You know, the the third string quarterback was taking shots. <laughs> In the third and fourth quarter, in a game, we're getting killed and trying to get an extra half yard. I mean, and then you see other guys. Just yeah, but what, in the first what, quarter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, he, I, I totally expected the you know uh, Jakari Brown to do to do that because he's auditioning. Like like Blue said, everybody is auditioning at this point. Um, but, I mean, but you can even feel it in the in the stadium when they threw that first touchdown. The air, like you could tell it was done. Yeah. and it shouldn't yeah. be that way. And this has nothing to do with the fact that the offense is inept either. It was just you could tell like the. the we got it was like a Mike Tyson fight. You get all jacked yeah. up for it, and then thirty seconds, and he's knocked the other guy out. That's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. like. We hadn't even had the ball yet. But you're like, this is uh oh. That was the but one ha- thing that could happen. It was just... But Vish, hasn't the season been like that though? Haven't you been every game? We get these expectation only to score seven points against Southern Mississippi or watch freaking Middle Tennessee State roll roll up because you get so. I would much rather go into a game I like the Texas A&M game. If they played every game like that, minus the mistakes, everybody at least knew that they had a shot. You know, I mean, and you were there, and, and, and for the most part, they should have won the game. Uh, every game, you see, I thought that, to be honest with you, I thought mostly all the games this year would be like that. They may lose, but at least they go down with a fight. And how many times have they gone down with a fight? Really, once I, I'll, I'll count the Virginia game because that was a, and both of them. I think Vish, you need to show up uh, more live because. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, yeah, no, he doesn't. Although no, that, he doesn't. I, I was that, there this weekend. Yeah, you were there this weekend. I was there. I was there in North Carolina too. I've been to too many games this year. Um, and uh, I've been to all three no touchdown games. So okay, I'm the hold on. All right, hold on. <laughs> Time out. What makes I gotta call you on this, Lauderdale Kane? What makes what makes you say? <laughs> This is just ridiculous to me sometimes when some of these people say this. What makes you say Lou Headley is overrated and that the backup is better? Oh, come on. 
Explain that to me. What? Can we not? Can we not? No, no, but this is our fan base. <laughs> but this is what our fan base does. <laughs> but can we not? Like, how are we doing it? can't this? get into putter talk, dude. How are we doing everything this? we do on that football field, how can you say Lou Headley's over How are we there? having how are we how are we even thinking of something like that though? Who's the backup? I don't even know. He punted in that one game where Headley got injured. I forget yeah, he had, uh, and he punted well. Good, good for yeah, him. He did. He did. Good for him. Okay, so number number one, first of all, for for the ones that are saying Manny had a, a Manny was doing better with this team last year than they are now. <laughs> Manny was five and four at the same time last year, and they and and then he went and he lost FSU, so he was five and five. So let's stop the whole Manny was doing better with this team last year than we are now. And it was in it was okay. in year three too. Yeah, which stop is- it already. Yeah, yeah exactly, Vish. That's and a and good in year point. three. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, thanks, and by thanks the way, for, thanks for clearing that up, Lauderdale. Okay, I, I told was, you just let it go, man. I was, gonna, go, I was gonna, I was gonna go crazy with that. And oh, by the way, how does year five look for Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and this is this is something I've talked about in the past. The, the truth is, look, we're bad right now. Yeah, and, nobody's saying and, and, we're not. And, nobody's saying we're not bad. Right, right. But also, like, I do think, you know, the coaches get a lot of blame for that. Like, we didn't have to be this bad. We'd have to be losing forty-five to three bad to Florida. No. We'd have to lose the minutes. Like there's things they could have done better. However, and this goes to Blue's point from earlier, if you look at why these coaches were hired here, elite recruiters and coaches that are proven with elite talent that can win at the highest level. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a four-fifty-five meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They have not necessarily proven they can coach up bad talent to like middle average level. So, so those are not the same skill set though. Right. And so I, I think we sometimes conflate two completely different things. Um, and that's not that's not what these guys were brought in here to, to do. Right. They right. were in here that, that we Mario's the best recruiter in the country. Right. That's what everyone says, including Nick Saban will tell you that. Right. So he's in here to bring the elite talent. And then you have like Gaddis is in the playoffs last year with elite talent. Kevin Steele, Charlie Strong, these guys have won national championships with elite talent. I do want to talk <laughs> so about I think that. that that's the big picture. The, the short term, are they the best? Like, I do let me ask you this, but just real quick, and then and then you make point. If you had one game to coach, you know, roster neutral, you would never pick Mario Cristobal to coach that one game. Like, no one was arguing that when we hired him. But would you pill, pill, would you pick him to build a program? Absolutely. And that takes longer. So yeah, like. We're going to sit here screaming when he mismanages timeouts and be like, what happened? And then, and then, you know what, when the talent shows up and we start winning, that's the actual goal. So it's just, it's not always going to be pretty. Okay. So this, this is what I want to talk about regarding coaching as well. Um, This is just, it's, it's just an opinion and it's just a thought, right? Because sometimes this happens, right? And we see it in other sports. We see it with other teams, with other players, athletes so on and so forth this this is considered right beginning of the season you look at this coaching staff and you say this is a superstar all-star coaching staff correct now same thing that applies i think the same thing applies with how you see athletes with how you see superstar teams right with that lakers team that one year that you had all these superstars on it and i think it, it works both ways maybe this is not the right coaching staff, right? Maybe there is going to be changes. Maybe there will be some guys that are going to be let go or they're going to pursue their opportunities and you're going to bring some of the other guys in that are not these superstar names that can come in and and, and do a better job per se. That could happen. This is a superstar coaching staff that may not be able to work together all the time harmoniously. That happens all the time, right? So that – could be one reason why this coaching staff is not producing, is not is not coaching the way that we want them to coach. We're not winning football. Whatever it is that you want to say, whatever excuse we're going to throw out there, okay? Maybe that's one of the – and that's an excuse. That's just something I'm throwing out there, right? We see that a lot with superstar teams. Sometimes they don't work out because there's just too many egos, too many people, right? And at the beginning of the season, we all thought, well, none of these egos are going to come clash with each other but when you're losing when you're getting your butt kicked sometimes you're going to clash with each other you're going to argue you're going to fight there's those things are going to happen could not be could could not be a good fit right that's just an op that's just an idea that i had um as far as the bowl game is concerned and yeah we chances are we're not going to make a bowl game but someone on the chat said you know who wants to see this team in the bowl game i for one want to see this team in the bowl game for one reason it's still an audition and I don't know if you guys agree with me, Blue and Vish, but it's still an audition for some of these younger guys that get 15 more practices under this coaching staff or whatever it is that's going to happen to get better, to be able to audition for a, a roster spot next year, to audition for a, you know for the transfer portal, whatever the case is that's going to happen. This gives us 15 more practices to see some of these kids kind of develop. 
Well, it also it's also there's a status thing. There's as as much as it might feel meaningless to us, playing in a bowl game matters for reputation. We skipped last year, um, so like um, you know, I having that going multiple years without making a bowl game is not good for your brand. It's not good for anything. So right now, do I think we're gonna make one? No. By the, so. by the way, Talawa96 writes, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, uh, Norvell is a hell of a coach. Look where that program was three years ago. Two things on that. Number one, I don't think anybody denied that Norvell was a really good coach at Memphis. I thought he was a hell of a coach at Memphis. Um, and he brought in some talent there that you, you know you don't think about You know how he could bring in some of those guys there, right? I think he, I think he, uh, he recruited a, the Henderson kid that's with the Rams now, right? The running back over uh, with the Rams. Um He's had some yeah, really had good quarterbacks over there. He's got uh, Darnell Mooney, I think, was uh, was it Darnell Mooney that was at Memphis? Yeah. Yep, Darnell Mooney was at – I mean, he's he's brought in some guys. So, But I will tell you this. The only reason he is there, okay, the only reason he's still at FSU is because they had no money <laughs> when, they, when they were going to get rid of him. They had no money to get rid of him, so they stuck with him. And, listen, it, was, it might have been the right choice because but, you know, I also... hate to admit it. I hate to admit it, but FSU is not a – not a terrible team. But, not a but, terrible but, team. but, but, no, but I'd, I'd also say, you know, we're, we're calling him a hell of a coach. They're six and three. They missed bowl games his first two years. Right. They lost the exact same way to us two years ago that we no. 52 to 10 yeah. Yeah. with, their, with the same back. quarterback that killed us on By Saturday. The same amount of points. Looking right. completely lost like he didn't know how to play football. Yep. You remember that one play where we wrapped him up and he flipped yeah, the ball to our defender? Ball, like, I mean, it, it was yep. we were making fun of it. And now we are it, so it's kind right. of ironic. But, but like, I mean, it's literally circular. But right. I guarantee you, right now, if Mario misses a bowl game this year and next year, and is six and three in year three, no one in our chat's gonna be calling him a great coach. They're yeah. gonna be saying to yeah. kill him and get him the hell out of here. It, and... you're, you're absolutely right. So you're I mean, right. as much as like, and, and but he more, made more... some changes on his coaching staff. He did the right thing by uh, promoting Atkins, uh, you know, some guys over there. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they're great, but they're not a bad football team. Okay, they're a good team. They're playing good now, and that that win against LSU at the beginning of the season looks a lot it better looks now. A lot better, yeah. you know, looks a lot better now. So I mean, look, it is what it is. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of work to do on this team, whether it's from a uh, coaching perspective, player perspective. Um, I think that. Uh, it's 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 gonna take some time and yeah, Coach Cristobal, Mario's gonna have to make some changes. It's ch- chances are he might have to make some changes after the season. Well, like, I guess my, my point on the staff is we don't have anyone that's not qualified for the role. I agree. So I agree, and I haven't seen anything. But that doesn't mean that he can't. He, yeah. So so he doesn't have to make any changes. And, and so and I haven't seen anything that is so disqualifying on one specific coach right? that I think that coach has to be fired. That includes Gaddis for everyone in the chat that says he has to be fired. Because, you know, I'm seeing a lot of poor quarterback play. Is that him or is that the quarterback coach? We have a quarterback coach. Yeah. We firing them both? A lot of people saying promote the quarterback coach. Yeah. And someone mentioned that his team is a little different than Coach Gaddis's, so they might clash there as well. Yeah. But whatever. And that's exactly perfect leading to the point I'm making. Only Mario knows the team chemistry within the coaches and what's working and what's not. Um, and he'll know the root cause. If the root cause is this coach, Coach X, whoever it is, whether it's Steele, Gaddis, Charlie yeah. Strong, whatever it is, this coach is not going to fit in our larger picture. Then that guy's got to go. Right. By the way, but if that- he doesn't feel that's the case, if he doesn't feel that's the case, 
Right. Then I don't think any of these guys has to go. No, no, I agree. And I, agree. I think everyone in our fan bases include that you have to fire several of these guys, and I'm just not there. No, no, I'm not there either. Uh, you know, Ben, Ben, look, perfect. By the way, I, I want to kind of talk on what Ben wrote earlier, but you know, there's a difference between not qualified and not the right fit. Yeah, Absolutely. no, we're definitely on the same page. Absolutely, there. we're on the same page. And Jonathan, uh, right after him, says, "Or is it the scheme? Yeah, it could be the scheme is not fitting to these players either." Uh, well, so that's an interesting a lot question just to, to layer in here. So if you're a coach, and I don't have a good answer for this, and you're coming into a situation, looking at the talent, like this is not fit what I want to run. Do you run something different for a short-term gain? Or do you say, look, these are the systems we need to install. These freshmen need to learn it now so that two and three, they get year two, year three in the system that we're going to win with three years from now and say, you know what, if it makes us worse in the short term, I'll take that hit. Because that's clearly what they've done. Yep. Right. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're, we're saying, why are they forcing these plays when they know we can't block? Because the kids need to learn it. That's why, like, these freshmen that were thrown out there need to learn how to run those plays and execute those schemes. Because three years from now, that's and Gary, and Gary right. says it here, right? I don't think you can judge an OC with a non functional O line. Yeah, O line has not been great either. Um, you make up, that's a great point there. Excuse me, I want to kind of fl- uh, flip the script again, on this. I can't really necessarily dispute this because I. I mean, I don't have a great answer for it. I do think having to reinstall an offense. I don't think the he's going to reinstall. Year two. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to reinstall, but there's going to be a lot of changes. And look, a lot of these people on the chat are <laughs> they're finally starting to say some good stuff on the chat. Yeah, you hit Gattis better hit the portal and get his type of players. Look, that's what they're going to do, guys. That's why you got to give them a chance to do this. Blue, someone mentioned earlier. I think it was Ben that mentioned earlier about the recruiting. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up. Okay, pull it up because. The recruiting is – I mean, how – this is unbelievable what we're doing on the recruiting trail, right? Considering the way that the team is playing, the program is performing, it seems like whenever offensive recruit, whatever offensive recruits we have that are coming are coming for Mario and not for Gattis. But, like, that's what we've been telling everybody, right? That's what everybody – this is – Mario is putting in some work, right? Look at the guys that he is getting, whether it's on offense or it's on defense. Mario is the guy – that is recruiting these people and putting together the, the vision. And that's why all, a lot of these players, Jackson Carvers of the world, I know that, you know, not a lot of people know his name too well, but Ray Ray Joseph, you know, uh, you got all these guys that are out there talking it up, how they can't wait to get in here and play for coach Cristobal and play for the, for the hurricanes. And then you get a guy like Carmani McLean. And then you flip a guy from Oklahoma because, by the way, when you flip a guy from Oklahoma, you took him from Brett Venables, who is who is a defensive guy, and you just took a stud uh, safety from him or athlete. And, and, Blue, you've seen Caleb Spencer play. You know that the kid can play some ball. So, you know, just talking about all of that, right, talk to me a little bit, Blue, about what your thoughts are on you know, everybody mentioning, well, yeah, we have to go to the transfer portal. We have to recruit the type of players. Isn't this what Manny is doing? Oh, excuse me, oh, Manny, Jesus Christ. What Mario is doing right now? Well, look at the guys that they got in. Uh, you know, Mesador, Aguda, the Caleb Young, guys like that who probably have been their best players. And they all came and they weren't, you know, recruited. They were all came, you know. And I think that the thing that you're saying and it's probably important to understand that the transfer portal this year is going to be like no other time, basically because a lot of these sophomores and juniors are saying to themselves right now, wait a minute, these freshmen who haven't even snapped the damn ball yet are getting all this money. 
So now they want in on the NIL. And this is why it's going to be a really, really impressive offseason as far as a lot of the kids. Now, I had a, I don't know if you guys were aware, but they had 159 recruits at that game the other day. And then they range all the way from guys that are committed there to guys that are committed elsewhere. And I maintain this, and I don't care what anybody says. When I sat down with Mario Cristobal, he says, you know what? How can we recruit for what we have now? Because we really don't know what we have. But I can recruit for the future. And I can tell them exactly what we're going to do. And that's why all these kids are sticking. And that's why they're getting all the guys. Because he's recruiting them for a future, for the next couple of years. So he can't be recruiting them for now. How could, You know, these guys would say, you know what? Boy, it is a crappy-ass program. I don't want to play here. But they know that they make the presence. They know that they can come in. And I'm, I'm sure that every one of those guys is looking, like I said, at, at guys like Caleb Johnson and Aguda and, and, and Mesador and Caleb Young and, uh, I mean, and uh, guys like that who have come in and say, well, wait a minute, that's going to be us next year. You know, and, and that's what he's selling. That's exactly what he's selling. And the one thing that he, I remember him saying is, you know, from afar, you know, Miami would get some kids. I said, yeah. He said, what's the problem? I said, they're not getting coached up. And he said to me, look right at me. He says, that will not be a problem here. So, you know what, uh, guys, I feel very strongly and I don't want to keep belaboring it. I, I, I love the fans, but at the same time, you've got to separate yourself <clears throat> from being a fan to what the reality is. And understand that a lot of this stuff that you keep yelling and screaming about getting rid of people and doing this and that right now that's it's just really it's it's fan talk it's really is because they know everybody came here every one of these coaches came here with the idea of them implementing what they know getting some of their players in here to be successful you're not going to do it in one year you there's just no way you were going to be able to do it in one year they had no roster and i will tell you this and i don't want to take shots but uh manny diaz and his staff, they left this program in shambles. They really did. You know, I mean, when, when you lose top playmakers and you don't really have anybody behind them, it makes everybody look bad. Um, I, listen, I'm riding my train. I say, I said in two years from now, Miami will be playing football. They'll be losing games that a lot of people, oh, how'd they lose that? But you'll be able to see progress. And you'll look back at 2022 and say, wow, how did we ever get over that? That was that was horrible. And we're happening to go right. We're going through the storm right now. So the aftermath of the storm, as you look back and see how much damage was done. And I I firmly think that, you know, you you do you do take your 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 lumps and, and such now and this year and uh, and keep learning from it. I think the spring is going to be fun. But there's going to be a lot of new faces. I think the complexion of the team changes maybe 180 degrees by next year because you're, you're going to, I'm telling you, I looked at the roster the other night and I was doing check marks of guys that I, I felt that probably weren't part of the team and would be better off not being here. There were 36 kids that I checked off. So I think, and when you complete, when you completely change 36 kids, plus the seniors, they still have seniors that won't be here next year. So you're going to see this team next year be a whole lot different. For better or for worse, but I think it'll be for better. 
by the way, I, I can't disagree with what uh, T96 Talawa T96 says there, regardless of the record. Uh, that one, I don't know if you can see that there, but um, regardless of the fact, record fans want to see their team fight. This team doesn't want to fight. I, I can't disagree with you there, right? Like, no, I agree. You know, I can't. I, I can't. I can't disagree with and that. And I do think there is, and, and to to Jonathan's point, I think there is some criticism last ago of the coaches here too. Like it is. This is all part of their job. I think. I guess where I'm struggling a little bit, and no one has done themselves well this year. Not the coaches. Not the play. No one has. Right. I mean, right. if you if you ask an honest self assessment. No one's giving themselves a higher grade than like a D. I, and I guarantee and the coaches will say that also. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, this is all. And to Ben's point, they're kind of quitting on each other at this point. And you know, we're all like, just let the season end so these kids can get out that want to leave. I right. think we're at that stage. But sure. So my only issue is we always jump to these guys got to be fired. You know, this guy's got to go. That guy's got to go. And maybe they do. I just don't know the coaching room dynamic well enough to know that. When you have an offense that's broken, it's not just the play calling. Right. It's everything is not working. Even when guys are open, we can't hit the throw. I mean, how many times does it look like there's a huge hole and Parrish gets like three yards because someone trips him? Like, it's just, we just, it's just not working. And whether that's the offensive coordinator, the position coaches, or just the, the team, the chemistry within them. Or whether it's just, you know, when we get better plays, it'll click. Mario's the only one that can judge that. We're not We're, in that room every day. So that's why I'm, like, I'm not always on the, you have to fire them. Maybe they do have to go. And if Mario makes that termination, great. Here's here's what I will say. I think what we need to stop doing as a fan base um, and us is we need to stop comparing. This whole thing about comparing one coach to the other, one program to the other. Uh, this guy does it this way. Why can't we do it that way? This guy has – this team has this many wins with a first-year's coach. Why can't we – every situation is different. And every opportunity – everything is different at all times. You cannot compare. We need to stop doing the whole comparing thing because that's how disappointment comes. You continue to disappoint yourselves by comparing it to everyone else. At the same time, Norvell is in his third year with this team. Whoever else, whatever else, co- whatever other coaches out there is is in their second or third or fourth, whatever it is, we need to stop comparing. If you continue to compare, you're just going to continue to be disappointed, or you continue, you're going to continue to see negativity and, and 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 flaws that might not be there. And you just got to let it develop. You got to give it time. If you don't give it time, we're never going to have anything nice here. Never. It's never going to happen. And I know we continue to say, well, we've given this guy three years. We've given this guy five years. This is a different situation, completely different situation. Let's stop comparing. Well, every, to your point, every situation is different. And, and I will say, we always look, we also not just compare to other programs now. We look to our past for, to, to determine what's going to happen in the future. And frankly, you're just not, every program that ends up at an elite level got there differently. And the idea that you're going to just go look and say, well, that worked there. It's going to work here. Or that is kind of working there. We're behind them. Therefore, we're, we're screwed. Nobody's saying to give the coaches time. Give the program time. Like, understand what I'm saying. you got to give this program time to get better. You, what the hell do you think is going to happen? Give you, the coaches time. Like, what? They've been here what, less than a year. Yeah, not only that, but what do you expect them to be? 12-0 and national champions this year? Like, what are we talking about here? And, and again, I, I know that, and we're going to have a quarterback discussion at some point tonight. Losing your quarterback is a big effing deal. <laughs> and we've done that. Like, this has been the last three – when the offense went in the toilet, it was with the backup quarterback for the most part. I know we haven't been scoring well, 
but we had the number two pass offense in the ACC when Tyler Van Dyke got hurt. So I, it's it. The, there's a big issue with finishing drives, and we saw it hilariously this week. But um, you know, losing a quarterback and having two guys that one of them, frankly, looks to have more upside but had less experience, and just struggling with the backup quarterbacks is what we've experienced most of the last two games. Our only think about this. Our only drive that scored points was that first drive with the starting quarterback in it that he got hurt again, and we didn't score the rest it? of the game. Like, I know we're so used to thinking it's Miami next man up. There's a breaking point on that. We ran out of offensive linemen. We're on our third string quarterback. We're, we're, down, we, we're down several of our running backs we're playing on counting on. We've lost our top two receivers for most of the year. X just players, came back. 18 players on offense. Yeah, it's just like, it's not an excuse because, again, you should still be able to score once. Like, I think, I think that where he loses – you know, his cloak of excuses is just the level of struggle. But there was no way with these injuries someone was going to coordinate a quality offense. It didn't have to be this bad, though. Um, To answer that question, Jonathan, uh, he is still hurt. I don't think he's going to play this year, to be honest. I don't think he'll play. He may not not be in a Kings uniform much longer either, but that's – that's neither here nor there, right? Actually, that's here and there (laughs) because – Let's kind of move move forward because you just mentioned it, Vish, uh, quarterback talk, right? Obviously, we saw TVD go down with an injury uh, early in the game, which he, you know, a lot of people are saying, calling him selfish for playing those couple of series uh, when he was really hurt. Look, at the end of the day, first of all, it's not selfish. I think that at the end of the day, man, that was a that was our opportunity to the only time we scored to win this game. Okay, <laughs> um, so uh, you saw you saw a debauchery with um, with with uh, Jake after that a little bit and and this is what i kind of wanted to say i know we're, we're talking about hey you know what what can we expect when we're throwing him in there on third down and um you know expecting him to to do this that, and the other i'm gonna be honest yeah I'm, I'm gonna completely disagree i think that jake garcia this year i don't know if you guys agree with this or not but i think jake garcia this year has regressed in his development big time and again this is kind of to to your point vish like is that a coaching thing or is that um, a Jake Garcia thing, like he is comp- uh, to me, he's completely regressed, and I hate to say because I, I I like the kid, I think he's got talent, but I just don't. I mean, th- there's some just easy things that he is completely screwing up out there, some real easy things. So I don't know what's going on with him, but I just I just see him regressing, and I don't know what he's doing, and and, and he's not getting well, any better. Well, I I don't even know if it's first day regress. We didn't really see him play. So, no, 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 no. He's regressed. Vish. There's no compared to what though? What, where's the baseline on that? He hasn't played this. He didn't compare, play last year. If, if we're doing the comparison thing, then let's compare him to any other uh, any other second string quarterback that we've had here. But what if I, he just isn't it? Because I think I think no, what, I'm not going to I'm not going to use Jonathan's words because I think that's way over the top. But I mean, I think the staff has already concluded that Jakari was Jakari. Actually, is how you're supposed to say it. Um, is the is yeah. is the future? Like I. I and I think you could see that immediately. We, that. we we talked about it when they started running these packages with them. You and I talked about this. I was like, if they really thought Jake Garcia was the guy, he would be doing those plays. Yeah. No, we right started out. getting J- Jakari Brown snaps when TVD was healthy. And frankly, in this game, they treated him like he was the backup, not, not Jake Garcia. And he's the one who came in the game. My issue with what they did to Jake Garcia here is randomly putting him in there for play. If Jakari Brown's the guy, let him just take it. 
just randomly so summon in, like, thing. here's a second down. Run out there and run two plays. But here's my thing. Then we can do that. We can do the same thing with the, with with some with other players then. then what but the we... quarterback position is completely different. You're touching I mean, it, the ball it, it, on every play. It's, it's, it's all on you. You can't just go out there and run a route. You have to make a decision no, on every but, play. Okay, you've got to make – exactly. And that's why my, my point is this is why he has regressed. There's certain things that he's doing out there. But again, I don't think we ever saw him play to say he regressed for anything. I, I, I saw enough. You don't think you saw enough to say that he has regressed? Against what, Central Connecticut? Wasn't that the it only time doesn't matter. Play? It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter who it is. At this point in your career, you should be able to play better. What if he just never was – what if he just never was it? That could be We never case. saw him play is my point. That could be the case, but we saw better play. We saw better play. It doesn't matter whether it's against Central Connecticut or not. Okay, we saw right. him play better. All right, I, I'm not going to agree with the regress part, but I mean, did, okay, let's put it this way: you saw him play against Middle Tennessee State, did you not? Yeah, that is the the equivalent of, of Central Connecticut or whoever the hell it is we played last year. No, and no, he no. he, he ran up and down. Worse. No, they're not way worse. They're not, not way worse. One. It doesn't matter. It's the same crap. It's like saying Bethune Cookman. How are you comparing? Right, we're getting way you... off. We're getting way off. No, th- we're not getting way off. This is the point. This is the point. Is we're talking about quarterback play, and this year he has he has regressed from what he looked like last year, and that's the bottom line. Even though we only saw him for a couple of plays last year or for a game last year, that one game showed us a lot more than it did against MTSU. That's just the bottom line. He came in and he. What did he do against Middle Tennessee State? Absolutely nothing. And if we're still, if we're sitting here saying, "Well, MTSU is better than Central Connecticut, Central Connecticut State," they're still absolutely horrendous. We didn't do anything against them with Jay Garcia. So, like, we had we had one good drive. He's regressed. He's regressed this year. And that's. I'm not saying that he may not. He's just not that guy. He might just not be that guy. But we also we also mentioned that Jakari Brown is a guy to watch out for. That he can come in and he's going to go ahead and and, and surpass right, Jay Garcia and pass them all, and he may yep. be the starter here next year unless there's a superstar <laughs> superstar quarterback in the transfer portal because I don't see TVD coming back in. Blue, I want to get your thoughts on the 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 p- p- possible regression of Jake Garcia or not, and and the this the this you know this uh, kind of the coming on of of, of, Jacory, of Jacari Brown. Yeah, he's never ceased the moment. I mean, you need you know you gave him a chance. He's okay. I just never really bowled over for him. But here's the thing, and I said this again, and I'll say it one more time. Ja'Cory Brown should be your – Ja'Cory Brown, whatever, should be your starting quarterback, especially this week. He's going home. He's from Georgia. Let him start. Let him – you know, but I, I know that's not the case from what I hear down there that uh, that right now I believe that Jake would get the start, which is kind of crazy. But you know what? Um Whatever it is, but I I said this last week. Why wouldn't you, if you're Mario Cristobal, or you know, I mean, the, all your big time players and your backup, your number two, hasn't exactly lit it on fire. So why don't you go to another option? A guy could run. A guy could, you know, he has potential, uh, you know, to be a a winner. But he's not going to do it. Uh, just like I said, the, the beginning of the end of Thad Franklin was when he carried the ball two times and then didn't carry it again for another week and then carried it one. So you can never get in the flow of things. And that's why I said you looked the other night, the reason why you were saying, oh, wow, look at that was running and so was Knight. And, yeah, well, that was that was a way for them to say, you know what, let, let that guys get in there. I'm sure that, uh, you know, 
FAU, FIU is looking for backs and they're looking for this or that. Let them audition for this or that. And that's the way I feel. I mean, I'm sorry. I, you know, it's just how can anybody say anything differently? These guys haven't produced when they've been given the chance. And here's another thing. You take a look at perfect guy in the, the transfer portal that came into Florida State and Miami could have gotten him um, is the kid Daryl Bethune. His dad was a principal at Miami Central. He went to UCF, uh, lit it up, and he oh, let Tatum everybody... Bethune, the linebacker, Tatum Bethune, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, UCF kid, you know, Miami Central. Also, a kid starting at the University of Washington. Christopher Mole uh, plays at Washington linebacker. Uh, went to UAB from Coral Gables High School, and they they never never even made a push for him. And those are guys who could have come in here with three years, four years under their belt and really ignited everybody plus the younger guys. You see, so that's what's going to have to happen. If you get transfer portal guys this this time around, you're going to have to get guys that are leaders as well as players. And because uh, you've got too many young kids, um, the Wesley Besaint of the world is still young and still, you know, easing his way in. Uh, it frustrates me because we've got to come on here every week and explain the same thing over and over and over again when we know the reality of what's happening. I mean, we just, we just know. We know what's going on. So with that said, there's no reason why uh, Jacory shouldn't be your starting quarterback. And why wouldn't he be? I mean, like I said, you're doing nothing with – you know, so let's do, let's try to do something and especially give the kid a little bit of confidence. Let him take a lot of snaps, go home and maybe grab off a win. And then the next week you got to go to Clemson. And I would much rather go to, to Clemson with a guy who feels a little bit confident than a guy who's going to go, Oh, geez, you know, uh Oh, you know, here's five guys that are going to tackle me on every play. Uh, that's just my thought. I, I think you, what you do is you play guys right now to prepare them because it's evident that the juniors and seniors aren't carrying this team. If TVD decides he wants to return, and by the way, for the guys saying, I don't, I don't know where he's going to go. I'm just saying he may not be here. And by the way, shout out to Chug. Chug Mabir, baby. Represent. Great show, guys. I blame the previous staff for letting King play against Bam on knowing he was not 100%. So I blame Mario on the OC for letting TVD play Knowing he was not 100% and he got hurt, go Kings. I mean, yeah, that could be. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not the also. player's job to, to, you know, do the medical evaluation. He did, exactly. he did practice on yeah. Friday. He practiced with the ones. He, he was, he looked fine in practice. He looked fine on that first drive. So he got re injured now. Only a doctor will tell you, like, what was the chance he was going to get re injured. It was non-contact, which was a little weird. Like, he didn't get hit on Yeah, it. exactly. He slid, right? So maybe – it was actually when he threw it away in, in our own end zone that he – That's and, right. And so I – so I, I don't – I don't know if that was just like his – he did an awkward arm motion because he was throwing it away. He wasn't his normal motion. Right. That, like, re-triggered it or something. We still don't even know exactly what the injury is. And we'll never know. And we'll never yeah, know. <laughs> I mean, it's upper <laughs> extremity, right? So, yeah. so, um, so I mean, I, it's hard for me to blame – anyone because we're not in the room there you know doing the medical evaluation i where i do think the coaches get a lot of blame is they should have at least thought okay there's a reasonable possibility he doesn't finish this game right and they did not look prepared with either the other two guys to get one of the other guys in (laughs) to me like and it looked like they had decided that jakari brown was the backup for this game really like he he went in 
on the first drive when TBD was healthy. Yeah. He came in when TBD got injured and took a majority of the snaps. And that's where I have a problem with what they do with Jake Garcia, which is you don't have to shoehorn him in there. If it's Jakari Brown, like, like Blue said, he had plenty of chances. He had a lot of time against MTSU. He had a lot of time against Duke. He had the whole Virginia game. If you're decided, like, all right, this isn't going to happen, let's give Jakari Brown a shot, then let him have a shot. You don't need to keep right. shuffling these quarterbacks in and out. And I thought every time they put Jake Garcia in, it was not in a good position for him to succeed. In, in the fourth quarter, Jakari Brown had driven us down to, like, the 40, and they just randomly summed him in there, and he fumbled. And I'm just like, why is he even in the game right now? What are you trying to do here? Yeah. And to Blue's point, I'd rather Jakari Brown throw the ball. <laughs> Frankly, I don't need Jake Garcia to have a passing package. Let's prepare him to be the starter. Yeah. He showed off a hell of an arm on that deep throw he had. Like it's not he doesn't have the physical tools. And on that out route to to yeah. X, that was yeah, a no, he's got he's good. got he's yeah. got an arm. So like let him just throw it. Um, right, not right. to mention Jake Garcia. That first, I, I'll I'll defend him on the fact that they just subbed him in on third down, told him to throw pass. But boy, oh, that, that throw was just was such an easy read. Yeah, it was. So and bad. it was it was an awful throw, and he just he just didn't have the confidence. And this, and, I, and so I'm just I'm. I, I'm fine with Jakari just being the starter. I just don't want them shuffling these kids in and out. You back your starter. Lish, I want you to answer this question because uh, I know you know this rule probably a little bit better than most of us. So what Ben wrote here, uh, Ben has a good question. How does the number of kids entering the transfer portal affect the amount of recruits Mario can bring in? Is the number capped no matter what? So there's a new regulation in place now that allows you to recruit. I, I don't want to say as many kids as you want, but there's, how does that work exactly again? I for, I forgot. Well, I think, remember? I think they took away the annual cap of 25. Okay. So he can, so basically he's managing the 85 limits. Right. As long as there's, it's, it's 85 players. Total. Right? Yeah. So Total. more go out, more can come in. So if 40 guys go out, he can recruit 40 guys, which by, by, if you heard what blue said is probably the case. <laughs> There's probably going to be 30 to 40 kids that are uh, – th- this is going to be almost a 50% uh, uh, turnover, Blue, if, if you ask me on, on, on this. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, yeah I agree. I Which, agree by the that. way, just to warn everyone, you, you don't turn over, let's say even conservatively, 25% of the roster and come in the next year looking smooth. No, you got chemistry. You got to build the chemistry. So, like those first year games, extra clean that AM game might not be pretty. But you know what? He's going to bring in the right guys, right? Or what we feel are going to be the right guys, right? Uh, Another dono from Chug Mabir. Guys, I've been a season ticket holder for 35 years and will support the Canes always. But come on, if. If he gets hurt throwing sidearm, he was not a hundred percent. Yeah, and someone mentioned, I think it was Jonathan who mentioned it that it could have been a pictorial too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> he says I think he had his eyes closed on that interception. I mean, it was it was a I mean, it was god awful. Like it wasn't just it, it was, was bad. bad read, bad yeah. execution. It looked like he was not ready to be in the game because he probably wasn't. They just told him to run out there. I yeah, mean, it way- was yeah, there was a lack of communication that we there could was, see because there, yeah. there were times where he grabbed his helmet to go out on the field and like, nope, the other guy's in. It was just it was it was a mess. By the way, by the way, uh, uh, Jonathan, we're not saying that all, all you're going to find 40 guys that are all better out there in the transfer portal. That's all together. I mean, you're still going to recruit 25 kids, right? 25 freshmen. Um, and if you bring in another 15 guys from the transfer portal, which is the likely possibility if not maybe maybe you bring in 20 guys in the transfer portal not all all obviously not all of them are going to start okay but if you bring in 15 guys like 
Michigan did a couple of years ago, like um, USC did this year, like some of these, you know, like uh, uh, LSU did this year. I mean, you've got a lot of options there. I mean, even FSU brought in some studs, right? Jared Verse and Tatum Bethune and um, what's a the lot other of guy? kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really another linebacker. They brought in a lot of kids. They brought in like ten or twelve solid transfers. That's what you. That's what you're banking on, right? The transfer portal this year for every team, not just Miami, is going to be out of this world. It's going to be absolutely crazy, and you can expect a lot of big time players. Look at Sam McCall just entered the transfer portal today. Um, he was a five star player last year, ended up at FSU, and now he's in the transfer portal. That's a guy that 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 you know that a lot of people are going to be clamoring for. So you're going to see a lot of differences, and yeah, the transfer portal. I disagree with you on the next year sucks too. The transfer portal makes teams really good a lot faster uh, than developing 25 freshmen only. So you're going to see, you're going to see that you're going to see obviously your freshmen that are going to come out and they're going to ball as well. Like for instance, Cormani is a day one starter. If you ask me, okay. Cormani is a day one starter on this team. Maybe a guy like uh, Malik Bryant might even be a day one starter. I mean, there's a lot. And Francis, my goal is probably a day one starter. If you get a guy like Samson Okunlola here, he might be a day one starter. So there's a lot of freshmen that could be day one starters also, but look for the transfer portal to, bring in some absolute studs this year, not only for UM, but for everybody. And and that's the way you're going to get better. That's that's the name of the game now. That's the name of college football. <clears throat> what does Wes say there? Not that I am saying make the change, but does anyone know if Gaddis and Steele have multi-year con- contracts? Just curious. I'm sure there's it's yeah, a couple so of years. It's yeah. a private school, so I have to release it, but there's zero yeah. chance that they pulled assistance of that caliber without <laughs> committing to multiple years. So right. the answer is yes, without knowing right. specifically. Yeah. Um, to, to Les's question... So here again, I feel like I'm on repeat a little bit here, but there is accountability without firing, and that's to come from Mario. So like the only thing we're going to notice is if a coach is not here. Right. You have no idea if responsibilities are taken away, if internal discipline in terms of like this is the things you need to do better. I mean, there's all if you've ever managed people, you don't always just fire them. When people are underperforming, you talk to them like you need to get better at this. Here's how you can yeah, do this better. You gotta fix it. You don't just go and fire people. Like so <laughs> there's anybody that knows it's you. <laughs> I don't know if that was a compliment or a criticism. But, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know that if someone's underperforming, you've got to have a you know, you yeah, you do it's a to tough conversation. I'm sure he's already had to have some of those and definitely at the end of the year. When they do those like end of year interviews, oh, there, there's some guys at the writings on the wall. You saw some <laughs> kids already acting out. Uh, Blue, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter what a certain player did for Miami already uh, with an FSU tweet. Um, but before, hold on, hold on, because I want to see. Oh, okay, hold on. Does Blue have a name of a player who he thinks might deport? As you know, it's funny, Ben. I was about to ask him this question. That's, well, that's why I thought you read the question. That's why. I was yeah, gonna, no, I was going to ask him because of what, I was going to ask him because of what Jonathan said right after. Right, any good O line uh, and corners a day one starter? Yes, true. I hear I hear you on that. But we also need a wide receiver, and we whiffed on uh, some of those game changers. So my question to you, Blue, is: Is there any guys that you can think of? I mean, I know we can talk about high school guys, right? You know, a lot no, of no, guys, but, but the transfer portal is hard, right? Yeah, well, there. especially now. I mean, yeah. you know, if you if you look at December right now, you're basically coming up. Man, where are we? Uh, eight games, so we're in the last third of the season. Um, I think that you'll have a better idea as soon as the season ends. Uh, it's tough to say now because there's not a lot of people put signals out that they're disgruntled. But you, you know, can probably they, bet that there'll be some stud wide receivers out there in the portal. I think I answered that before by saying what's going to happen this year 
is a lot of these guys are going to be cutting some NIL deals, really, because a lot. I've talked to a few of the guys who are juniors and seniors and are juniors in college, and they go, you know what? What's going to happen is these freshmen who haven't done anything yet are getting all these, you know, impressive deals. Uh, and, and we have been playing for two, three years and, you know, proving ourselves and we really have nothing to show for it. And I think that's going to change. I think so. I'll probably have a better idea, maybe, you know, towards December, you know, especially not so much with Miami because you don't know, you know, like I said, he's got a, I'd like to be in that room where they have that big board, you know, and, and, uh, and, they're every day they're erasing. But they had 159 kids there this week. And you imagine what that board looks like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because everybody's in play until they sign on that dotted line. Everybody's in play. Okay. So that's the way I look at it. I mean, and I've seen a lot of guys, um, you know, run the course with one program and then all of a sudden they switch at the last second. So, you know, that's the way I feel. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I mean, it's really, to, but I don't want to skirt, you know, his question. I understand, but there's nobody I can give you definitively because I really haven't heard. And a lot of these guys won't let their feelings be known till probably the end of the year, because, you know, th- then all of a sudden, if they're with a school now, they become lame ducks and everybody treats them that way. So you, you got to keep your feelings under your hat really till the season ends. Uh, and I mean, cause if you already all of a sudden quit, or, you know, there goes your year, you know, and uh, yeah. I, and there's a lot of guys that are, you know, probably have gone places. And I know that, that uh, say, you know what, I made a mistake uh, and I want to. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah it, it, uh, it definitely happens a lot. And but you're not going to know, like I, I, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, this exact thing, because they said, well, you, who do you think? I said, well, who I think and, you know, who really will happen is really going to be tough because. A lot of these people who, you know, may have in their own head or maybe told their mom and dads or, you know, friends, they're not going to let the media or anybody know because of that, you get it out there. And then all of a sudden, like if Dad Franklin right now, let's say Wisconsin, Indiana, Big Ten school right. was saying, hey, listen, you come might here. might be a great carry, fit there, yeah. Yeah, you carry 23, 24 times a, a game. You get your 140 yards and the end of the day is, you know, we'll put you in on the short yards. We'll do this and that. But he's not going to let anybody know, you know, because uh, then he'll he won't play at all the rest of the year. I mean, not that he's playing now, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I just I know his his dad is very upset at the way. It, but then again, there's two sides of that coin, because I've heard other things, too, you know, so I don't want to, you know, definitively throw people under the bus if I'm not if you know if you're not 100 percent sure, because I've heard it from both sides. Not just him, but there's been a few people. And, you know, like when I brought Rooster's name up the other day and a lot of people, well, he won't be here next year. And I said, you know what? I can never make that. Yeah, we can't speculate on who's going to be here, who's not. Yeah, I can't do that. But but I'll bet Corey Flagg was leaving, right? And he busted his ass and and he ended up, you know, developing and playing a lot better this year. Exactly. And you also never know when when these kids are going to have, like, you know, a some of them definitely have to reevaluate their work ethic, and maybe that happens. I mean, Leonard Taylor's actually talked about that last week, where, where he said, like, where he said, you know, I had to have, I sat down with Mario and he talked to me through like what I wasn't doing well, right? And 
I improved on it, and he had that exactly. monster game last week. This is Leonard Taylor. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Yeah, and and I mean, I didn't think he was disgruntled, but apparently he wasn't happy with the way things were going. He talked to the coaches. They set him straight in terms of just like, these are things you need to do better. He did them, and it paid off for him. Well, that's what's you, called you, 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 buying yeah. in, right? Right, but you never good. know like where a kid might be underperforming, but he might be really willing to work to get better, and that kid still might be here. Yeah. Right. And there might be a kid getting a lot of playing time that looks like he's playing okay that actually just wants to leave. You can't, you can't really – it's so hard to read between the lines there. Well, Look, what it's going to do is it's going to keep this show very active uh, because uh, through how much of – much through how much of January and February, it's going to be like – you know, it's going to be like the stock oh, market. Man. If you want to see, if you want to see a good show, you you watch when the season ends, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> end on Saturday. On the, only, <laughs> the only show in America that's better in the off season. It, it is. It, <laughs> no kidding, man. Uh, Richard, uh, Richard, and, and oh yeah, no, good, good. <laughs> Shout out to basketball team won their opener. The women's team won earlier today with the yeah. I saw the women won. One one big. The women won by thirty two. The men won by twelve. Um, Who did that. men play? Lafayette. Um, Lafayette. Oh wow! But they were down in that game. Yeah, down at halftime. Yeah, that's and uh, women without a uh, Katie Byer, which but I'm gonna yeah, talk about. She got but... suspended for three games, huh? Yes. Do we we'll know what talk she about did it. or what? I have no um, idea. NCAA related. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it's a captain. Captain to the Cavenders too much. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. Uh, hey, they uh, did. Hey, listen, I watched them in their exhibition game the other day. They're pretty damn good. No, they're, they're really good. Really they are. They yeah, are. Yeah, I mean they're this, they're feisty little girls. Uh, I'll I mean, say, look out for our women's team this year. They're they're yeah, got really I good agree. inside outside combination. I think they're yeah. going to be good. I think they got some good at rebounding, and, yeah. and 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 they have like a, I watched their. You know, they have that. You know when the Cavenders put their stuff up on uh, on uh, TikTok, uh, all those girls are into it now. All their whole teammates oh, get yeah. into it, and and that shows a lot of camaraderie, which is great. And yeah, they got um, they look like they're a fun bunch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and they all and because you know it's probably easy when they came aboard for all these girls to be kind of skeptical and oh they're just coming here for publicity and and then when they see them girls that are the first to practice and the last to leave and coming in on their own and getting extra shooting done. And and then they go, wait a minute, you know, I mean, these girls are, you know, obviously popular, but at the same time, they're really putting in the work and that's, you know, that's the one thing that you got to respect and the men's too. I mean, you've got some guys on there that uh, have worked. I just, I love coach Al. I just think that he's such a, a consummate professional, you know, and he, you know, he's he's not out of touch in his 70s. And that's right. Uh, that's one of the things that you that's you what kinda... keeps him going. That's what keeps him having these really good recruiting classes that he's starting to have. Now. I mean, these last couple of years have been great. This kid, AJ Casey, favor air. Yeah, 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 man. So and he's got a, he's got some big time guys coming in for next year. Um, but for me, Katie, Maya, I know she's been whatever. She to me, to me, to me, Vish, I don't know. And I know that, you know, you've got look, you, you you love this women's basketball team. Like you're a big fan of theirs. I like I like them. I think they can play really well. I think Katie Meyer is one of the best college coaches in America. Right. Um, you know, she could have gone back to Notre Dame very easily yeah, if I she mean, wanted I'm, to. I obviously like I know her a little bit, so I'm a little right. biased, but I think she's, yes, she's I agree. She's got to be up there. For <laughs> um, sure. But no, but I, I think one of the things in total, actually, this year, really, we did not invest in this women's basketball program at all. It was basically propped up by Katie Meyer. Now they're finally, you know, it's a new day in Miami football. It's not the only one getting some investment in it, just in terms of facilities. Right. And I mean, they were playing at the night sports complex for years after the Met at playing. I mean, it's crazy what they were doing with this program. But 
that they've you know they've it's all coming yeah yeah coming well. together we had a she a couple of one McDonald's All American on this team in addition all the transfers coming yep. in there there's a lot of talent this team should be really good they yeah I agree. I mean, yeah, I don't know if they're going to be South Carolina good, but they're going to be good. I mean, that was the thing that happened last year, right? That they were playing some of the best basketball in the country at the end of the year, and then they got that bracket, and it was done. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to be. Not, not just, not just, not, not just the team that have won the championship. Still, they battled. They battled. Yeah, South Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, just they, got they, crushed under the board. Right? Yeah, but I mean, playing them, not just playing them, but on the road. I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, close to home, close to yeah. their home. No, no, it was on. It was on the first round on campus. Carolina. It was on yeah. campus. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's not. But hopefully they, because they struggled start of the year last year, and that's why they ended up. Oh no! Great. Fire, fire, uh, Coach Hamilton. FSU <laughs> lost. Oh, there game. we go. It's all there coming back go. around now. That is a great positive note. We gotcha, FSU. <laughs> there we go. That is what we needed. That is what we need. Some positivity around here. There we go. We got it from FSU losing the stencil. So today was the first official day of uh, men's basketball and women's basketball. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think several, we did this obviously. I think several schools did double headers like we did, it looked like. Uh. All right, I think that's it because we started talking about basketball. Um, it's basketball we'll, season. We will preview. We'll do a little pregame for Georgia Tech. I know Vish will be at the game at Bobby yeah. Dodd. Um, so will so Gary, by the way. Met Gary this weekend, Jazzy. We're late to the tailgate, know, so you did not get to meet Gary. I know. Who I did know. walk up to me and the first thing he said was spicy nuggets. I'm like, dude. That's it, Gary. <laughs> I did uh, hear that. He was kind of away from me, but I heard him say spicy nuggets. <laughs> spicy nuggets. <laughs> Uh, sh- shout out to everybody on the chat. We appreciate all the uh, all the craziness. You guys are the craziest bunch of fans uh, in uh, college football. So, um, is there any actual chance we win this game? There's always a chance. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it'll it'll yeah, probably be competitive. Yeah, um, I'm sure it will be. You know, it's it's do it's, it's a broken record, your, but uh, we got to finish some drives, and we haven't been doing it right. You got to do your uh, prize picks and all your commercials. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. That's why we are. Uh, ending <laughs> that's why we're. That's, that's why we're, we're going off. Here. Yeah, that's why we're going <laughs> off because I got to give a shout out to, um, you know, those people over there at Manscaped. Uh, first and foremost, we got a shout out to Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped.com. Make sure you check them out. Go to their website. Uh, when you buy anything, make sure you type in the code word or the code phrase 5RSN. That's the, the number five and the letters RSN. Uh, go get that performance package 4.0. You've got the um, – uh, it has everything you need. Uh, you've got the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, ear and nose, hair trimmer, the crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner. They'll give you a pair of boxer briefs, which are really cool, uh, and a travel bag to hold on to your goodies. Make sure you get that. It's the um, performance packs. They have other things as well. Uh, if you don't want to get it all, uh, you can get It's waterproof. It's really good. Um, take it from me. Take it from Blue. You want in the to get shower, that, brother. In the shower, brother. You want to get that lawnmower 4.0. That thing is awesome. Make sure you go to manscaped.com. Type in uh, – I'm sorry. After you purchase, uh, type in the code 5RSN. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping uh, on all your purchases there when you uh, go to manscaped.com. Again, manscaped.com, code word 5RSN gives you 20% off plus free shipping and handling. Yes, sir. Um, and, of course, price picks, baby. Our other uh, – our second um, – uh, 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 sponsor of the show it's pricepix.com it's another one you can go to go to pricepix.com this was really easy by the way also if you guys like to uh, play um, daily fantasy football here it is 
they will match um, your deposit up to $100 when you use the code FIVE. That's uh, the word FIVE, F-I-V-E. They will match it up to $100. And the good news is you don't have to use it all at once. You can mix and match players from different teams, uh, different uh, leagues. You can do it all. So from the NFL to the major leagues to uh, NHL, college football, you can do it all. You can mix and match. Choose anywhere between two to five players. Choose the over-under on their individual categories and watch yourself win some money there too, baby. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com. Code word five will get you, they'll match your initial deposit up to $100. Prizepicks.com. Check them out. And that is our show for today, folks. We want to, uh, again, give a shout out to everybody in the chat. We appreciate all you guys up um, watching us and talking garbage with us and letting us uh, rip into you as well. So we do appreciate that. <laughs> the um, feeling was mutual because they definitely yeah, let us they, have it. They, the they, they let us have it too. So True. that's all right, man. Uh, Kings fans, uh, we ride a die with each other. So we appreciate it. Listen, keep your head up. We got this. All right, keep your head up. Um, I know time is, is tough to give. Uh, but let's do it, all right? We've already given about 20 years. Let's see, you know, what's another year? Come on, let's yeah. do it. Um, make sure you check us out on Twitter at uh, Six Rings Canes. Uh, always on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel as well. Subscribe and smash the like button. Also, you can check us out on Saturday for the pregame show, uh, possibly a postgame show, uh, depending on if we've uh, if we scored another touchdown or not, because Vich is going to the game, so we'll see if that happens. I mean, yeah, I'm, I've, I've been at all three yeah. that we did not, so, so we'll see. four now. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Thank you for the donos as well, and um, of course, every Monday night, 8.30 p.m. right here on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Check us out, um, and uh, we love you all. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Go Canes. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.